Hello. Hi, Marty. It's Lindley. Oh, Lindley. Hey, who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are you doing calling me at this weird time of day, which is not a weird time of day? I have a spidey sense for whenever you're making your afternoon tea. And then I think in six minutes, it's time to call Marty. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I, uh, I appreciate that about you. Uh, sometimes I'm thinking, I need some tea. And then I get a text from you, and I'm like, I'll put her off until I'm done making tea. So exactly. we really uh, we really work that out to make sure I get tea in the afternoon. I've been drinking uh, – oh, hey, uh, welcome to OKC Span. Uh, this is your co-ghost Marty with your other co-ghost Lindley Face Smith. Yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been drinking a little bit less tea recently uh, because I was running low on tea. And then <clears throat> this week I went to the grocery store and I got some cheap tea, you know, Midland uh, grocery store tea, not special tea. Uh, I was just at Urban Tea House today, actually. Well, a gift. It, and it was it a gift for me. That sure. blank, that uh, <laughs> that that silence was classic. Um, no, it's funny because well, so I got this tea that wasn't special, and then. I finished up the very cheap tea that I had before. I uh, I had a box of very cheap Earl Grey bags that were for camping, uh, and then I ran out of tea, so I've had all of that whole box of fifty. Because you're <laughs> spilling the tea, right? Oh, you know, I'm just <laughs> like telling the gossip. Here's what's happening. But Joe Beth got me some really nice tea yesterday, so I never. Never opened the uh, middling box that I got, but she went to Urban Tea House. Oh. Yeah. I love those people, and it smells good in there. Smells real good in there. Sorry, I didn't mean to one-up you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing today? Good. Great. (laughs) I'm going to upgrade you every time. (laughs) I'm good. You're great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you recently traveled to Houston, Texas. Um, I actually didn't get to end up going. Oh, you really? Truly, you truly got the flu. No what fooling. happens when one doesn't get the flu shot. Mm, mm. There are consequences. I know. I'm, I, I will get tattoos, take all my blood, but I hate shots. And so really, you can only get me to go if you make the appointment for me. And the person Mm. who used to make the appointment for me is not making the appointment for me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody wants to read between the lines. Um, But um, so it just pleasantly slipped my mind. But then I got the flu. Mm. So I was just in Do you want me to make an appointment for you? Fine. <laughs> yeah, Joe Beth made mine. I mean, I won't. I, 
uh, this, so that we could go together. I got, she had already gotten the flu shot because the city put on a little flu shot clinic where everybody who worked for the city could just swing through. And so she got hers already, but we got, I think I said this to you before we got booster COVID booster and I got a flu shot at the same time in the same location. And my, my arm hurt like crazy. Like the previous, all the previous times I've gotten COVID boosters or flu shots, never, never really experienced any significant discomfort. But this time, I mean, my arm hurt for days. My hands are getting clammy just talking about it. <laughs> well, as a as a former addict of an intravenous <laughs> drug, I, I am not scared of needles. Uh, in fact, I I have to really be thoughtful about not fetishizing uh, needles. So uh, we are not the same. On Different this, drugs on, of choice. Oh yeah. Uh, probably have some overlap here and there, but uh, uh, but I still use drugs, and you don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I was just talking with an old friend uh, about that, about how I do not call myself sober. I just call myself uh, abstinent from a couple of drugs. Um, that my favorite one. Good way to look but, at it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like some personality change or adjustment. It's just really, I just don't participate in these two things I like doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm the like the walking example of replacing one addiction for the other, like mm. like act exercising. <laughs> I'm like uh-huh. I'm getting the, I'm getting the shakes. Like I'm sweating. Like right. Let's go channel this. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. I you know uh so do you uh it's okay if we talk a little bit about getting off of drugs? We haven't really We haven't talked about us. drugs in a while. Yeah. So you went to rehab a couple of times. Three. Yes, a few times. Three times. You know, and and I'll say uh for the listener, uh, perhaps you have experience with this. Love to hear from you if you do. Uh but trigger uh, warning now if this is yeah, going to trigger just, you. Yeah, just straight up trigger warning that we're going to talk about drugs and uh, uh, and rehabilitating from drugs. But I so I have a lot of friends and a lot of you know having worked in service provision and which includes aspects of mental health, et cetera. Like I just drugs and substance use. Uh, whether disorder use or not, uh, has just been been part of my life, my whole life, uh, and and probably has been for most people, whether they recognize it or not. But like a lot of my friends who are in recovery, it seems like three times at rehab is pretty common. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've heard from people. I would I went into the, at the third place and I said, "This is my third time." They go, "Yeah, probably most of the people here, but you're fine." Mm. Mm, yeah, I, I, that's actually, I don't know if you knew this, but that's, uh, that's where Third Time's the Charm came from. Mm-hmm. Really? No, not, no. Oh, I don't know you where said that, that came with from. so much conviction. <laughs> um, I do that to Joe Beth a lot, just tell her something that's patently false. and uh, But I say it with conviction. 
and not too much conviction, just like offhandedly. Uh, anyway, um, I didn't go to rehab. I never went to rehab. You didn't miss much. <laughs> well, you just no. Saved some bucks. <laughs> yeah. So I worked at a rehab. Um, right. I worked at a rehab when I was still, by the way, drinking uh, way too much every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but I wasn't using any other drugs at that time. Well, that's not true either. I wasn't using any other illegal drugs at that time. Sure. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I worked at that rehab for quite a while, and that was a it was a wild experience. Were the rehabs that you attended were they were they co-ed? They were all co-ed, and so everyone was like, I would be like, oh, so and so is sleeping with so and so, and I was just like. I hate you all. Like, <laughs> and, and that's a perfect example of replacing a substance with another addiction, you know, another coping mechanism, I should say. Yeah, what we, we frequently refer to that with, well, not so much in the rehab, but with people who are step. in recovery. That's right. It's 13th step in, uh, for the uninitiated, uh, the, uh, the most common form of uh, recovery maintenance is 12-step programs, you know, AA. Uh, And uh, we joke that there's no 13th step, which is to start dating somebody who is (laughs) new in recovery. Um, It's like trauma porn. Like, let's let's talk about all of our feelings. Exactly. And there's something really predatory about it. I mean, that's why I stopped going to AA is it was, you know, unless you're even in, you know, strictly women's meetings, it would be predatory in a different way. Like, Mm. let let me make this clear. If AA works for you, keep doing it. Um, This is just my personal experience. Um, But, yeah, it didn't matter the opposite sex. I can only speak for me being a heterosexual woman and who I assume were heterosexual men, um, it was very, like, uh, it was predatory is the best way I can describe it, like you described mm. it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, there's just, it's, it's very, I, it's very pathological. Um, and that's what, I don't know, we had one of my favorite clients uh, at the rehab where I worked. Uh, God love her. We're we're actually occasionally in contact now, which is great. Uh, it's great to catch up with her and see how she's doing. But uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna not talk about what I was about to talk about because she may very well listen to this, uh, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to say what I was gonna say because she doesn't need to hear that. It's not gonna be helpful to her uh, at all. She's she's in recovery, and that's good. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I did. I don't know. You, just, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sociopathy uh, for involved in people who have been, I don't know, quote unquote, successful in recovery. People with a lot of years under their belt um, who are 
really invested in helping other people get sober. There's, there's just, you know, like the clinicians I worked with at, at the, at the rehab, uh, two of them, uh, one of whom I've known since I was a kid and I love her very much. We, we stay in touch. Uh, it was really exciting for me to get to come there and work with her. Uh, but like, as I've told her, like, she's a little bit of a sociopath, like specifically the aspect of sociopathy that is rules are important, but not for me. <laughs> as I say. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, like very much into asking forgiveness rather than permission. You know, there's something that I like to give around this time of year. Uh, like general PSA, is that if you are having any sort of holiday get-together, odds are there will be someone, whether they're in recovery or just doesn't drink, which is a thing people can do without being in recovery, um, Mm -hmm. have something other than water. Like, there are a bevy of different options. Um, But that's just a respectful thing to do. I agree. And, you know, uh, you know, it's not a bad idea asking them, <laughs> you know, like, what would you, you know, are there, is there anything I can have on hand for you? Do you like a specific kind of soda? Do you like hot tea? Do you like iced tea? Do you like, like, what do you like to have? Uh, yeah, don't make them BYO beverage. Right. Uh, if you're supplying wine for everybody else, consider supplying, uh, I cranberry juice or ginger ale or some shit I don't you know I you know it's not that's not my business what you do <laughs> but if you don't want to be an asshole I could probably give you a couple of couple of <laughs> tips and I also don't ask give you people why they don't drink absolutely that's none of your big fucking thing. business me too yeah I and like, but, why aren't you drinking yeah what why aren't you doing this thing that we all uh, have a problem doing. Uh, why are you? <laughs> like, right, why are you drinking? <laughs> uh, I don't think either question is appropriate. So, like, maybe just mind your own business, everybody. Um, it reminds me of people asking, like, you don't have kids? Why not? Well, that's <laughs> such a bad question to ask somebody. Uh, like, if it's your best friend and the topic comes up and they want to talk about it, you should hear them out. Otherwise, it's just not your business. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. This reminds me of all the reasons I'm glad I am not trapped into celebrating holidays. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of holidays, Marty, um, mm-hmm. just throwing it out there, um, Billy Joel has some holiday music if you're, you know, want to dabble in the good kind of holiday music. <laughs> the good kind, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not an episode if I don't drop a Billy Joel reference. No, that's true. Um, that's you, yeah, we the death and Billy Joel are topics mm-hmm. we touch on every week. Um, yeah, and welcome new followers. <laughs> yeah, hey, Bruce yeah. Yourself. Um, you know, uh, last week's episode, which was uh, a post-mortem on the tax election, 
uh, got more more listeners. I had said during it, like during that episode, I said this will get <laughs> did, the lowest yeah. number of listeners, and it has gotten almost twice the normal, which isn't a lot. Like, I don't want to make a big deal out of. It's not like we're getting thousands of listens. I'm like that was like a hundred, <laughs> you know, people that listen, uh, which for our niche podcast is quite a few. Um, but I have to assume it's because <laughs> of a certain dust up with a certain uh, local, I don't want to say celebrity, but uh, yeah, radio personality. And and I do want, it, on that topic, I, I do, I don't take back almost anything I said on that episode about anybody, but... One thing I said that I don't like that I said, uh, and I don't, I don't endorse it, and I don't even believe it. I don't, I don't mean it, but I said that I hope his life goes badly, and that's not true. I don't, I don't want that for him or anybody else, uh, and that's that's a shitty thing to say, and very immature of me to have said. So. I know he's not listening, but Eddie Radosevich, I hope your life goes very well. Uh, I am sorry I said that. Uh, I'm not sorry I said you were being a dick. I think you know that's well established that uh, we we are on the same page about how we feel about each other's response to that whole uh, vote. <laughs> but I definitely don't hope that his life goes badly. I hope his life goes really well. Uh, I wish that for almost everybody in the world that their life just continues to get better. And I hope that that would, uh, for each of us, improve our relationship with the world around us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, not to make too much of a deal out of that, just looking back on it, that, that's something I, re- I don't usually regret saying a lot of things, but that's something I <laughs> definitely regret having said. So, um, let that be the end of it. I don't, you know, don't need to talk about that shit any more than I have. It's yeah, mostly it really, blown over. It, yeah, I was, you know, I had the flu, and so I, like, wasn't on my phone. And I look on Monday when I'm, like, functioning-ish, and I'm like, this is still going on? Like, come <laughs> on, everybody. A week later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, uh, he actually said... Uh, something about like if you ever want to break bread and discuss this yeah I uh, and i that. was like yeah i would do that for sure i mean like uh having breakfast ain't gonna change how we feel about the situation but you know sharing some common ground and just an understanding i think would be beneficial to both of us but it's funny after that a couple of people parachuted in to try to stir shit up again it's like man like Man, go pick your own fights. Like, <laughs> like, I don't need your help, and he doesn't need your help. Like, we're we're grown ass men who are immature enough to pick fights with each other. Like, just go do your own thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Twitter's calmed down. They picked up a new thing to make fun of. So, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> well, did you hear that we are erecting? A new building <laughs> brought out the middle school boy in me. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. 
I I actually heard about this a while back because we yeah me too we being the the city not you and I um, actually agreed to give this developer TIF money uh, and uh, when they brought it to city council they talked a lot I was gonna say talked a good game that's not really accurate they talked about having housing and homelessness services programming through that site itself. Um, And like, it was clear to me, I I don't remember if I wrote about it or not. I definitely reported it, Uh, but they clearly were bullshitting and didn't know what they were talking about. And it was like, so you're going to, you parachute into our community knowing nothing, because these are outside developers that are behind the project, guys from California. Um, I believe he has a local firm. Do you, can you confirm there's a local firm that is working with them on this? Um, I, I can. <laughs> uh, who shall not be named. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're yeah, getting anyway, into insight. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's just totally yeah between us jokes. Uh, and the, them if they're listening, but uh, uh, yeah. So no, I just like looking at what they've done in the past because they were touting a program and like shit. I think it was Arizona. It might have been Nevada, but I think it was Arizona. Uh, and like, like you're not going to show up in our community knowing nothing about the culture of this place, not knowing anything about the culture of the part of the community that has been experiencing homelessness for these many years, uh, not just not having a relationship with any of the service providers that are already doing this work. Like you don't need to do that. Give us a bunch of money to distribute among the organizations. They're already doing the work and they can, they can actually make that, shit happen in a way that you never will but now that doesn't even seem like it's part of their conversation surprise surprise uh but that's uh, kind of the biggest pushback i saw between the design as i've made a terrible joke about and um the lack of affordable housing lumped into that it's just a silly project I mean, this, it is a colossally stupid idea that uh, if if a listener doesn't already know about this, I, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm shocked. But, uh, but yeah, the uh, project is uh, a proposed skyscraper in what people are now calling Lower Bricktown, which I don't know when that became a thing, but uh, I assume that means south of the... Oklahoma Boulevard. Very solid. Uh, Somewhere on Reno-ish. I, don't quote me on this. I know people have been calling now, calling it Dicktown. So, um, why? I'll I'll stop my because because of the design of the project. Oh, because of the I see. Uh, I thought you meant they were already calling it that. Uh, Maybe they were. I don't. I don't go there often. No. I no. No, I go to the movies. That's on. That's on Reno. Uh, yeah, I don't go to movies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> famously. Uh, <laughs> but no, so this place is. So the proposal is for the second 
if built according to the rendering, it would be the second tallest building in the United States, um, which is silly. I mean, just like the way it would look here would be hilarious uh, <laughs> because we already have one tall building and this would be it's almost twice as twice, tall. They're saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the prairie, just this, <laughs> this the dumb. sweeping down the plane. Yeah, uh, yeah, just this stupid, stupid, tall thing. Uh, uh, what one friend referred to as a middle finger to, uh, to the I plane. Didn't see that. that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just it's stupid on so many. So many levels, uh, pun uh, not intended, but uh, but there you are. Uh, but like the idea <laughs> that we're gonna, like like we already have a really tall building that is not occupied. Um, I checked with an with an anonymous source before uh, before we had this conversation to confirm uh, it has the Devon Tower is repopulating it is building uh its uh occupancy up from where it was during the pandemic but it's about three quarters occupied that's, <laughs> that's what, all businesses right now you're the right there's no housing in yeah. that um okay. but where do they where do they think the people are going to come from that want to live in that shit? Like it's going to be houses with creaky floors. Well, sure. And and that don't, you know, they're going to be so expensive and also stupid. And like, how much do you think people in Oklahoma city are going to be willing to pay just for a view uh, that would be nauseating to most people? I mean, my, my spidey senses tell me we're going to have a lot of Airbnbs. Yeah, in that place. Yeah, they. I mm-hmm. mean, like because we don't have enough hotel space downtown, that will become. Yeah, I, yeah. It's. I mean, I, there's just no way that this is gonna happen, right? Well, that was what I was gonna ask you. Is um, as far as the city goes, are there other approval processes that have to happen, or what? Yeah, uh, of okay, course. That's what I thought. But they've already. I mean, they've already given the thumbs up that the. Alliance for Economic Development is apparently down with this. I, like, I know that Councilman Stonecipher was enthusiastically in favor of this, yeah. and yeah, and he even he also was like, you know, and this organization really is dedicated to ending homelessness and and helping people who are in need. And I, I mean, just quoting their website, like. I, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. It would be really hard at this point for him to do anything I wouldn't scoff at. But uh, right. but but like I just mm, it there's uh, there's something deeply suspicious about every aspect of this project. Uh, it, like it feels like a like a giant scam uh, that the willing suckers of Oklahoma City uh, civic leadership are going to uh, fall prey to. 
Imagine and, the traffic during construction. Oh, man, I love it's same thing you said about like when they're building the new arena. That's going to be hilarious because people are going to complain. Well, even Tuesday uh, at city council, uh, Stonecipher was talking about, he brought up that it's been 30 years since Matt uh, started Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that Mayor Norick was telling a story that uh, last year, the year before, he and his wife were driving downtown during a Thunder game, maybe going to the game. I don't know, but he was, there was a lot of traffic and he was complaining and his wife was like, you're the one who started this. I mean, she didn't say <laughs> it like that, but that's, I mean, that's what his wife basically told him, like, no, you, you wanted this. And he was like, you know what? I'll never complain about traffic downtown again. Like, I bet you will. <laughs> I, I mean, he's impossibly old, so it's, it's every possibility he'll die before construction begins on this. So I guess maybe he won't complain about traffic, but like, it's going to be, hilarious to listen to people complain complain about that uh wherever yeah, they decide to don't drive it. vehicles right I, you know probably like suckers lots of things like like where it's probably going to be i think i think most people accept this uh is that it's it's likely going to be where uh prairie surf is now what was formerly cox convention center what was myriad convention center when i was a kid um it's going to take up that space almost certainly that's where they're going to do it now it's not decided and the uh, city manager has been more or less straightforward about it for the last week that uh this isn't a done deal but this is this is a site in the area that's already owned by the city so would not require purchase uh purchasing land um and it's a big footprint. Uh, somebody said that's not big enough, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's totally big enough. Like it's it's as big of a footprint as the current arena, if not bigger, in fact. But uh, like it's hard to picture it because because it's there and it's in the middle of stuff. But uh, did you see that picture of that somebody made? of the the tower with the U-Haul truck sitting on top of it. (laughs) That's funny. It was really, really funny. Yeah. I just, I would love for that to be under construction, the new arena to be under construction all at once. Uh, Just Just tourism. Oh yeah, man, people, it's, it will be a mess. It will be a snarl. And that will be funny to me because, like, you asked for this. Uh, like, <laughs> you guys wanted it. And you went, you wanted to pay a bunch of money to do it, too. So, uh, but, you know, like, even, like, if you wanted to take public transit, let's just say you're a tourist, you come downtown for whatever, and you're going to a basketball game, uh to get to the current sure arena. I need someone from Edmond. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You know, you drive in from Shawnee uh, mm-hmm. and you want to, you know, what you gonna, maybe you park in Bricktown and go to, maybe. But like your public transit options, especially when those two things are under construction, 
those are going to be fucked up too. Like not only will it be hard to drive down there, it will be hard to take the streetcar because uh, that will go through both construction sites. Right. Uh, yeah. And 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 the you know we don't have the circulator bus anymore, which was better than the streetcar, by the way. But uh, if they start that one again, it will be expensive and we'll have to twist and turn through all of that shit. It's just going to be, it's going to be a mess. And and I think that's amusing. I don't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily say anything great about my character, but I find that amusing. Um, by the way, speaking of the new site for the arena, likely being at that spot uh, this week at city council, they did in fact, without discussion, because uh, what was the point in discussing it? they approved uh, giving notice to Prairie Surf that their lease would not be renewed uh, after Mm -hmm. the current lease. Um, And I should say that Prairie Surf knew this was coming. This was not like they didn't pull the rug out from under uh, the studio. And if they did, I don't really care because it's not a union shop and they haven't been particularly good at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might remember a very popular, uh, production that decided after the first season not to shoot mm-hmm. here anymore because uh it sucked they couldn't I get good they couldn't get good union help here they had to fly people in it was super expensive not to say that those people who work here aren't good but they're not union uh because uh the industry here won't support union that's great. Yeah, I mean, I not in film, but you know, I worked in production in my past life before I started swinging tampons. But um, <laughs> a lot of you know outside production companies require working with unions. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's part of part of collective bargaining agreements that you know, like you can't, you know. It's why there's solidarity. It's why Teamsters won't cross a picket line for something else. You know what I mean? Like, like when the train, the train unions were trying to get a better deal and threatening mm-hmm. to strike, the Teamsters weren't going to undermine them by taking, by carrying more freight that should have been going by train. Um, mm-hmm. Longshoremen and stevedores wouldn't load boats. Shit like that, you know. Um, you know what union will always break a strike from another union? The Fraternal what? Order of Police. That's who. <laughs> they they have no solidarity with anybody, with the possible exception of firefighters, and that's just because uh, if the firefighters get a good deal, they have it locked in that they get to match that deal. Wow. Like, yeah, that's part of part of the. <laughs> Part of the FOP deal is that uh, they they get uh, they get as good of a benefit if the firefighters negotiate a better deal. Then automatically they get those improvements in theirs. It's really absurd. I think and it's possible the firefighters had that too, but I believe in the firefighters union. That's a union. The uh, Police union is organized crime. It's racketeering. Um, not to put too fine a point on it, 
I know it's a <laughs> shocking point of view to share. Well, and everyone's gasping that Marty Piercy said that. So <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> I feel like you can hear my dog snoring through the phone. Can you hear Lola? I can't. No. Okay, good. She has some pipes on her sometimes. Well, right before we started uh, today, uh, my little dog, DJ, he is a busybody and cannot stand that anybody else lives in this apartment building. And if there's a knock anywhere on the hall, he freaks out and runs mm-hmm. to the door barking, the most shrill bark, and it drives me batty. Like, I have a hard time containing my rage at this noise. Um, and he did that right before you called. And... uh I, I have some neighbors who I don't I don't have any problem with them at all. Like I'm kind of like one of them, but they have a lot of traffic. Um, I won't speculate here about why that is, but they have a lot of traffic uh, in and out of their apartment, and I don't care at all. I don't care about why none of that. But their visitors tend to knock like the police on their door, just like really hard, bang, bang, bang. And Oh, Lola would lose her shit over that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, DJ goes crazy for that. And uh, universally, they and their guests slam the door on the way out. And uh, that doesn't freak out the dogs. Freaks me out, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it really troubles me every time. Uh, and I've gotten in the habit of, very loudly saying, God damn, every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I, put, I put up a little sign out on the door that said, <laughs> that says, Crabacion en progreso, uh, no molestar, por favor. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it, really what I mean by that is don't knock on my door. But I can't say yeah. don't knock on my neighbor's door. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... I have decided that now if a neighbor complains, if any neighbor on the hallway complains about DJ barking, I'm like, no, 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 you don't. No, no, no. It's the least noise that gets made on this end of the hallway now. So, uh, but whatever. Uh, I wish them a Merry Christmas as well. Um, Speaking of, you got big plans for the holidays? Um. You actually interrupted me while I was literally measuring the length of my cat because she's so big. I looked at her and I was like, how, how big are you? She's at 16 inches long. <laughs> like, anyway, um, not the point. She's a unit of a cat. Um, and you, heard, you actually, I'll get, I will circle back to the holiday question, but you remember when you, I told you and Joe Bass about Ruby getting stuck in a tree? Do you remember that okay, story? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that very well. It's probably because well. she's so big. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you actually had to did, – did a firefighter come and get your cat out of the tree? Well, my neighbor um, called his dad, who's a retired firefighter. Gotcha. And his dad's response was, well, never seen a dead cat in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as holidays go um, – Oh, by the way, for the listeners, Ruby, <laughs> it was very dramatic, but Ruby is down from the tree. Um, yeah, <laughs> has been for months now, so it's okay. <laughs> exactly. 
if, you, if every our regular listeners, you heard her doing zoomies over Halloween. That's right. Um, spooky, spooky some, zoomies. Yeah, spooky zooms. Um, I I have some family coming into town, um, and my aunt from Albuquerque, my cousins. Um, so it'll be a full house at my mom's. She is hosting the annual Christmas Eve Festivus that is – oh, Festivus is coming up. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so she um, is all in a tizzy about that. Um, and she's like, you can stay the night if you want. And I'm like – she's like, you know that couch pulls out? And I'm like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would I want to do that? Life. Mom's going to wake me up at 5.30 in the morning to help you do shit. I don't want to yeah. – I only want to get up that early if Santa's been here and left some shit for me. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you guys, do you guys do anything like with friends or, you know, just general cheer? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Joe yeah. Beth is going to go. Uh, she has pretty much the whole time I've known her. She's gone to her family uh, for Christmas. There've been a couple that she, she didn't. Um for various reasons and mm-hmm. once she and her parents actually went on a trip for Christmas they went out to like the South Carolina coast um where she was born uh but uh yeah I I mean if if she and I were I mean well we would just I, the chances are we'd stay at home but I'd, I'd be happy to go on a trip uh, around that time as everybody knows I don't do anything for the holidays but uh so she's going to go to her parents uh her folks moved to Oklahoma a few years ago um uh because they just moved all over uh and they thought they might as well retire to um uh, Stillwater where they you know went to college uh I just heard the elevator ding, and DJ is already doing his small. Hey, DJ, we're not going to do it, but him. I just I know he's he wants to start barking. Uh, if somebody he's knocks on a door anywhere in the hallway, he's gonna gonna bust out with it. That's the the important business of the OKC Spam podcast. You know what? I didn't put a note on the inside of the door telling him to <laughs> shut the fuck up. So. <laughs> Now, I, uh, she'll go up there for a couple of days. I think she's going to leave Saturday. She's talking about taking uh, – she takes DJ pretty often when she goes up there, but she's thinking of taking the big baby with her too. She's going to take um, the big baby. Well, it's a, he needs some socialization uh, with with dogs because he's getting worse and worse at encountering Uh, dogs around here and that's discouraging because there are a lot of dogs in this building and it's embarrassing honestly when when he acts like a dick when he sees a a dog it's embarrassing uh it's not and also it's just bad behavior um but uh so she's thinking about taking him because her parents have a, a a big size dog you know a little bit bigger than him um 
And that's fine. So I might actually be like literally by myself uh, this year on on Christmas. It'll just be fine. you in action movies or you in horror movies. Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. I prob- yeah, I'm cagemas. So you know, change. <laughs> I'll just be watching Nicolas Cage movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's. I mean, I'll probably make some food. I like. I don't know. A few years ago, one of my best. Uh, Christmases was uh, I made um, this really good spicy black bean soup over the course of the day I made that and I watched a marathon of Karate Kid movies and (laughs) tweeted tweeted the whole way through making fun of like like if you watch that movie as an adult you realize that this kid Danny earns the bullying. I mean, like, I would bully that kid. 100% would pick on that I've kid. I've never seen it. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's great, but also, like, yeah, this this kid sucks. Like, is Ralph Macchio's character is, like, he's really fucking annoying. And then, like, what does he do because of bullies? He goes and learns karate. Like, learns that karate. is extremely, extremely make fun of Like, Like, oh, yeah, you're, like, until you kicked my ass, I would be making fun of like, oh yeah, you learn yeah, you learn karate from your girlfriend in Niagara Falls, you know, like what do you, what, you know, the bullshit basically. Uh, and then he'd kick me in the face, and I'd be like, okay, respect, you know, I don't <laughs> <Not> know. <laughs> but I yeah, it, the, he's very annoying in the movie. Anyway, that's one of my favorite Christmases. A friend of mine in Chicago is going through a lot right now, and I wish I had the scratch to just fly up there for the weekend. Uh, um, yeah, he's, you know, he's not. Uh, this is his second Christmas divorced, oof. and uh, and he's uh, just one thing after another, and he recently lost his job. Uh, and his one of his kids has COVID, so now he's not even sure that you'll get to have the kids on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, you know, I told him I'd, if I had the scratch, I'd fly up and uh, take him on a, a a very good traditional Jewish Christmas, like go eat mm-hmm. some Chinese food, go Chinese see a couple food, of movies, movie. and, and go to the bar that evening and meet some one night friends like that's usually <laughs> what happens i one one year uh i went and i did my usual i went to mass first thing in the morning uh and uh then i went that was a really good christmas like i was i was walking to uh chinese place in uh in my neighborhood on ashland uh, north of Chicago Avenue and south of the uh, uh, division. Anyway, I was walking to this Chinese place and there was a Mexican restaurant uh, on like a, like in between my place and that that Chinese place. And uh, as I walked by, I saw a bunch of people in there. I was like, oh, dope. Are they open? This is great. Far prefer Mexican food to Chinese food, and so I went went up and I opened the door and stepped inside and realized, oh no, this is a family gathering, 
And oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. oops. And they were like, no, come in. And they, <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Oh, yeah, they loaded me up with so much food, and they were like, invited me to stay. And I was like, no, no. They, so they made me a couple of boxes of food to take with me. So I went home after having all these nice people, like, greeting me and, you know, Abuela's like hugging me and shit like that. Like oh. just super great, warm people, super nice. And they gave me all this food. So I went home uh, and watched like Lord of the Rings and drank beer and ate all this food all day. And then uh, evening came on a pace and I went to Cleo's, which is my local uh, back in the day. And took a book like usual and small crowd that night. And a, a couple came in and they sat next to me at the bar and I was reading and the guy turned and he said, you know, we hadn't talked, hadn't even greeted each other. And he goes, do you think Prince dead? And I said, <laughs> I said, God, I hope not as a writer and a reader. And then I looked, I looked him in the eye and I was like, wait, is your name Chad? And he goes, yeah, I know you. And I was like, yeah, you you worked at Dean's. I got your job when you graduated college. <laughs> and like, so in Shawnee, I had worked, like when he left the coffee shop, when he graduated college, I got his job at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Like super That's random thing. That's right? Ooh, different coffee shop. But this oh, was, okay. I mean, this was when I was a boy. This was when I was like 15 years old. Um oh. He graduated college, and I got his job at the coffee shop. And then here we are, like 15, 15 years later, 20 years later, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. I mean, I'm like now I'm an adult, uh, young adult living in Chicago, and we just end up sitting next to each other at a bar on Christmas Day, at like Christmas night. It's super random. What? That's a great that that is a Hallmark movie right there. If really, one of yeah. you were the opposite sex, yeah, we totally hooked be, up that night. That would be a meet cute. <laughs> yeah, he was with uh, yo, he was with a date, but like he was like, well, we go every Sunday morning. We go to Fado and watch soccer, and so I went a couple of times. Went down there and hung out with them at like seven in the morning, watching soccer with them uh, at the Irish place downtown. Um, yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice, that's a, you know, for somebody who didn't, like, even then, I would go to mass, because I was, like, even working at a church at that point, but, yeah, I just didn't really do any holiday shit, and here's this person from the past life, pretty neat, pretty neat. Yeah. It won't happen this year, I'll just be at home. You'll be at home with Nicolas Cage, you'll have company. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, hey, I met Nicolas oh. Cage and oh no okay. wait I've, you met Nicolas Cage? Uh, well, more or less. I say more like he came into the bar where I was and everybody kind of ridiculed him. It wasn't it wasn't the nicest, but uh, oh, that's terrible. Well, I I don't think he's a dick. I think he's probably a pretty good dude, but he looked like a dick in that scenario. Like he came in after last call and he kind of tried oh. to do a do you know who I am kind of thing, but in a very subtle way, like, oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. How rude of me. I didn't introduce myself. My name's Nick Cage and and, uh, the bartenders. Yeah, it was not, it was, none of us came out of that looking good. (laughs) Anyway, 
there was a bar in LA that was like Keanu Reeves bar. It was very divey. Um, and I was with my group of friends and my ex, down my ex, but my um, fiance at the time. And um, they were like, Hey, it was right whenever him and I started dating. They're like, do you want to go to Keanu's bar? And I was like, piano bar. And they said, <laughs> no, like, you know, Keanu's bar. He was like, but nobody talked to him. We leave him alone. But like, if you want to see Keanu Reeves in person, come on over. <laughs> so it was a very respectful crowd. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think it's cool to bother famous people in places. I just don't I don't want people to bother me when I'm something. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's okay like if I'm at Pony Boy for an OKC span thing and somebody says, hey, are you Marty? Like, uh, fine, yeah. right? Uh, and, and in general, like, I don't mind if somebody says, hey, are you Marty? It makes me nervous because I'm like, maybe, like, <laughs> are, you, are you looking to kick his ass or something? Like, I don't know. Depends on if I'm him <laughs> or not. But, like, What's the context? Yeah, but, like, no, like, if I'm, like, in the middle of dinner with, like, if I'm out with Joe Beth and a couple of friends having dinner, I don't want you walking up to the table and saying, Hey, are you Marty? Or, Hey, are you Joe Beth? Joe like, Beth, it's not really yeah. a great time for that. Um, we'll be polite. It's not like it's the worst thing you've ever done in your life. It's not really a great, it's not really a great time uh, to bother somebody. Uh, I was just going to so, tell you that I have a rant. You have what? I have a very, a rant. Oh, okay. Good, because we can um, close out this week's episode with a rant yes. from Lindley. Cue the theme music. It's a rant. It's Lindley's rant. It's time to hear Lindley give a rant. I don't know. It's just rant, rhyme rant three times. <laughs> I found something else that I'm on my bullshit about. It's very, Great. very niche for the holidays. Um, I believe there is shrinkflation with the amount of popcorn in the giant popcorn tins. People give them as gifts. I buy it myself, but I got a tin because I'm definitely going to eat all this popcorn myself. You know that there are like the three flavors in there. Um, oh, yeah. And everybody oh, knows you combine. You, yeah, you can, like Garrett style, you combine the cheddar with the, anyway, with the caramel. There is so much less popcorn in those tins. I was like, I feel scammed. Yeah. So that's that's the rant I have. It wasn't too intense warning. of a rant. What did you say? I said it wasn't that intense of a rant, by the way. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I feel passionately about very few things, and most of them are, like, revolving around the line scooters we talked about last time. Right. Um, a big thing going around a trend on TikTok, right? Nope, 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 not TikTok. Instagram right now is get to know me and it's like a list of things like your age your height your shoe size i yeah that's very unsafe well yeah personal safety name your social security (laughs) yeah exactly last for your social yeah uh, but one of them is phobias and uh uh I had a reason to bring that up, but I don't know why now. It doesn't matter. I've just been looking at those and thinking of 
what phobias people have. And one of my friends put one up today and didn't list a phobia. And I said something to her about it. And she said, my anxiety is generalized. I don't, I'm not afraid of specific <laughs> thing. And I was like, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I'm afraid of sharks. Uh, but apart from okay. that, I don't really like, I'm not afraid of heights specifically. No, I'm, heights are great from with me. Um, I'm cool with, like, spiders. I try to save them if I can. I'm, like, Same. that annoying person. Okay, we're both that annoying person. Um, and, yeah, I don't I, – I, I'm not a big fan of snakes. Like, that'll be – like, you people who have pet, pet snakes. God love you. You're weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't – I mean, it's like, I don't want to encounter a snake, but I'm not – like exactly afraid of them. Like, I mean, I like go. I like going camping. I like sleeping outside, tent or not. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm afraid of sharks, though. So I'm intensely <laughs> afraid of sharks. Um, listen, Lindley, okay. It's been about yep. an hour. I gotta say, this is one of our most boring episodes, and I'm fine with that. That's good. We gotta get back to our got to back to basics. Just Billy yeah, Joel, just drugs. Right. I yeah, our normal shit. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh we will have our year in review. I just I'm making this up off the top of my head. We'll have our year in review. So uh we will record an episode next week where we talk about what's happened in OKC over the course of twenty twenty three and we'll how about we make some predictions for twenty twenty four. Submit some things. Let's yeah, have some engagement. Some some very polite engagement. Yeah, if you're listening to this, I would love for you to uh, either DM me through OKC Span on Twitter or, or yeah, or uh, Lenley Facemith at Lenley Facemith on <laughs> on Twitter. Um, DM either of us, or you can email me at my first name dot my last name at gmail um with uh your favorite moments uh in oklahoma city public life from 2023 and or your predictions uh for 2024 or even questions about what we might think about something coming up uh uh, you'll get a rant maybe you'll maybe you'll solicit a rant from one or both (laughs) of us uh uh, theme song or not. Um, otherwise, I hope anybody listening who observes any holiday over the next week, including specifically Christmas, because that is the major holiday uh, in America coming up over the next week. I hope you have a great holiday and yeah. enjoy yourself immensely, but safely and respectfully do so. Uh, and Lindley? I hope that you have a good time at your mom's. Tell your mom hi for me. I will. Um, Shockingly, I've never hung out with your mom before, and that's kind of surprising to me. She's Um, even shorter than me. I'm like, I'm on the small (laughs) side. Great. Well, uh, good to talk to you. Uh, Good to be listened to by everybody else. Um, Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.